0: Welcome everybody once again to The Liberation Frequency, brought to you live from Beaches Road Studio in South London. It is April 2014, I'm your host Dennis-José Francois and this week in the studio I have with me Bernice Watson, hey, hey. and TJ Sutherland. Hello, hello. On this episode of the show, we're going to be continuing and finalising our look at the future of media and genre fiction. And this time we are looking at books and comics. How do we read them? How we enjoy them? What does the future hold? How will we do this? Will it even exist in the future? But before we do that, let's do this. Before we get on with the show, I just want to remind people that you can email us on podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook slash Liberation Frequency UK and we're on Twitter at LF Magazine and now that I've got that little bit out of the way we can carry on with the show. Hello. Hey Dennis. Hi. So it's only three people today. Yeah. Yeah. Bernice, welcome back.
1: Thanks. It's good to be back. I'm
0: sorry TJ, welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome too. It's been a while. It's been a while. So let me start with you Bernice. What have you been up to?
1: I don't. I mean, how long has it been since I was last on the podcast? It feels like a really long time.
0: Eight months, three weeks, two days, and a couple of hours.
1: You made that up. Uh, you made that up. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to
2: you me. You look convincing. Actually.
1: Yeah, that's because we'll he, he likes to lie convincingly <laughs> and see if people notice. I live with yeah. this man.
0: Would you be freaked out if it turns turn out to be that's true? true right, yeah,
1: yeah okay. it'd be a little stalkerish. Okay. Uh, what have I been up to? Well, um, I. I mean, as you know, was savagely addicted to Orange is the New Black for okay. about 48 hours because that's all the time it took for me to watch the 13 <laughs> episodes. i been
2: watching. And then I,
1: and then I bought the book. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, topically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I read that in about, you know, a week. Uh, on okay, the so let the me work.
0: stop you there. So is, is the book exactly, what came first, the series of the book?
1: The book. So the book is the true life story of... of Of her going to, uh, her name is not Piper Chapman in real life, it's Piper something else. Her last name has been changed for the television show. So that's the real life account of her going to prison for a year. Um, And then the television show is the. dramatic reconstruction, you know, it's it's pretty faithful in many ways, but it's like, imagine that they take things that really happened and then they just add a layer of drama and fantasy <laughs> so, to make so them pre- more exciting. So pretty faithful
0: the to the book or pretty faithful to what? So is the book her biography then?
1: it's But the book is true. Right, Like, okay. the book is non-fiction.
0: Right, I see. Um,
1: but the television show is fiction insofar as they take the book as their basis, and then they build on it. But um, having said that, I think it's going to be a little bit like, like many television shows, for example, Walking Dead, where with every season it gets further and further away, mm. because she was only in prison for a year, and the oh. book covers that, and it's only a one centimetre or, you know, thick book, it's not, a you know, <laughs> like, and they've more or less covered all of it in the first oh, season, like... so I think...
2: Have they got more planned then? Have they said so that they're going to be doing more seasons after...
1: Yeah, second season starts June, I believe. So I I can only imagine that from basically from the second season onwards, it's going to get quite far from the
0: book. Right, okay. But So recommended thumbs up marks out of 10?
1: Oh yeah, I'd say 10 out of 10, go for it. Okay. Absolutely.
2: Cool, okay. TJ, uh, since I was last here, I've taken it upon myself to um, watch the original series of Miami Vice. Oh, very interesting. All five seasons. Um, How long is, did that take? It took quite a while. No. You didn't binge watch five seasons of mine? No, I did it kind of a uh, bit when I was at work. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> we established
0: last time that you're allowed to watch telly and you have a PlayStation on your desk. Yeah.
2: So, so um, where do you, you, you work? Where's PlayStation?
1: Can I, can I work there? Uh, yeah, why not?
2: Great. <laughs> G- Fantastic. Got plenty of space there, so it's fine. Wicked. Do you want to come along? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come along. you guys. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've, um, yeah, I, basically, when I was younger and it was on, t- on television when it first aired, um, I was obviously too young to stay up and watch it at the time, but I always used to catch snippets of it and my brothers always used to watch it and stuff like that. So I've always kind of had an inkling to kind of, you know, see what it was all about because it's such a you know, iconic cult TV show. So, um, yeah, I went back and watched it from season one right through to season five and it was the kind of old style, like, so, 22 episodes I was going to that. So that's quite a lot yeah, of television. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah it's a lot like of it. television. And it was pretty hard going, I have to say. it wasn't that much humour in the show. It was, no, it was is quite it? hardcore. I can imagine at the time it would have been... Is it
0: a bit humorous tongue-in-cheek at all? or Because like, I,
2: there, there are a few episodes here and there that where they kind of have a bit of uh, levity. I mean, I think in the... I think the second and third season, it kind of gets. There's a few episodes which are a bit lighter and almost comical, but by and large, it's pretty dark. Considering it, but obviously the subject matter is drugs, prostitution. You know, obviously Miami Vice. So, um, so yeah, it's it's quite hard going. There's not a lot of happy endings as well. Right. So it's quite so w- When I mean, when Miami Vice was on telly, I was probably a bit older than
0: you. Yeah. Um, but I never really quite got into it, partly because I mean I was still not really old enough to be really watching that kind of television or or enjoying it. But partly because every time I watched it, I, I tuned into one of those episodes where Crockett and Tubbs were... Sort of pretending to be crooks or trying to get in with the yardies yeah. or whoever, yeah. and and I can't remember which one's the black guy. Is it Tubbs? Tubbs, yeah. Right, was would be doing these really bad
2: things. Jamaican make an accent,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I'd be like, and he'd be like, "Cool, man. Yeah, and that's I'd be like, that is so you know, especially particularly
2: bad. I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong, it's 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 dated. We watch it now; it is properly dated, and it's um, very corny in parts as well, but. It's still some of the storylines are actually quite dark and quite gritty, and like I say, for the time, it must have been. I, I can see why it did so well does initially. It, does it have that eighties thing where people get shot, but there's never any blood, or there's no? I mean, it's how there's, gritty No, is there's, it? there's there's okay, there's no blood, right. uh, but people get shot pretty much every episode, and it's the way we ge- like it. <laughs> yeah, and generally, and it has quite dark endings in a lot of them as well. There's you know people who you think are, you know they're gonna be safe and you know make it to the end of the episode and they'll just get killed by a random drug dealer or something and, like that. So a lot about, of the endings are quite. What about quite... car chases which go on forever and the cars just get smashed and smashed and smashed, but they keep driving? Does it have those? Yeah, there's a few. There's a few of those. There's a few, and it's quite obviously it's Michael Mann, so it's quite stylized. I don't know if you've, you've seen the more recent Miami, Miami Vice film, uh, the one with um, with um, Jamie, um, Jamie Fox and. Colin Farrell. Yeah, no, I haven't I, I yeah. haven't seen that. Okay. Um, I figured I would be... If you if you'd have seen that then you'd under, you'd probably Well, you've seen Heat, right? No. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you remember on the last episode I said I don't really like <laughs> cop dramas? <laughs> uh, okay, so well, yeah, Which is, that's kind of what Michael Mann specialises right. in, but it's all stylised in quite the same way. Have you seen Manhunter? What, the based on the book by... Red Dragon. Yes, yeah, yeah I've seen that. So yeah. you've seen the original 1986? Yes, 86? yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so France the stylization the high, in yeah. that is very much... In fact, I think around about the third or fourth season, he... Um, stopped doing a lot of stuff on the TV show and went off and did Manhunter. So the stylization that you see in Manhunter is right, very okay. similar to the stuff you see in the TV show. So, yeah, but it's... I really enjoyed it, actually, going back back in time a bit. How does obviously. it compare to, say, The Wire? Because we spoke about The Wire. It's, before yeah, you I mean, it's... Like I say, it's very much of the time. It's a bit corny. You know, it's quite stylized, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... I I think it's... I personally, I absolutely loved it. Had some really good, strong storylines, and yeah, it was really good. Um, And outside of that, finished watching Banshee as well, which was brilliant. Season two's just finished. Um, Interesting that you talk about cop dramas, and I said that I don't really
0: watch cop dramas, because what I did couple of weekends ago was watched the entirety of true detective in one go Oh
2: yeah,
0: which about is quite i mean we, shane and i sat down and watched it from saturday through to sunday i think we watched three episodes the first night and then watched the other five on the sunday and um yeah it was really good i mean i know a lot of people are raving on about it it's yeah. it's pretty good I, I think because i'm an uber nerd i don't know if people really see it the way i would see it because it's like cthulhu Every um, Everything that's in it is... or well, not everything that's in it, but the
2: storyline... Have you seen it? I've not seen it. So oh, I've you... No. No, I haven't ah, watched it. Aha. Everyone yeah, in my sorry, office... sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep, keep storyline to I'll oh, stop there. I do know of it, though, because everyone in my office is talking there. about okay, it. Okay, so um, there's something in it that is
0: very... Cthul- which is Cthulhu-based, but it's not a supernatural show. Or is it? That's the only thing I'll say. Okay. Um, but it's but generally no. And most people watching it wouldn't see that way unless you understand the whole Cthulhu mythos, what it means and, and everything. And then you could look at it with different eyes. Yeah, so it's very clever. There's a second more. layer to it yeah. that I get I'm guessing that most people wouldn't see at all. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, and it's it's what what's interesting about it is because most of it is set or a lot of it is set in the nineties. Okay. And on first glance, when I was watching, I thought, oh, is this the new trend? They're going to film stuff in the 90s to get around the problem of stories being ruined by mobile phones and the internet. Yeah, Because <laughs> uh, you could see how that would ruin a story these yeah. days. I mean, think about those those Miami Vice's, how many of them would have been solved instantly
2: if you could have phoned someone on a mobile phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or you just looked something up on the internet. It, it, so, was, oh, it was weird watching it because it would be like, oh, I'm just going to call such and such. And whenever someone had to call someone, they just happened to be at home or by their desk to be able to answer the phone. Or near a call box. And you could, yeah, or near a call box. And it's like, but yeah, how did we operate before mobile phones? It's, it was interesting seeing seeing that kind of, that I mean, side I, of things honestly, there were a lot more call boxes. Yeah, um, true. But...
0: Yeah, I mean, you can set up, slightly unrelated, um, I spent some time at home with my mum recently, and, sat, you know, daytime TV, they had a whole run of Columbo on. And uh, Columbo is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. But again, it's another thing. It's from the 70s. There's, like, a whole story can be set around whether or not a phone call was made, and could they prove it was made, right? Whereas now, it wouldn't even be an issue.
2: There's no way you could set up a story. Speaking of Columbo, really random. Did you know that there was a... Colum- Mrs. Columbo TV show. No. There was a Mrs. Columbo TV show. He, I he, always, this out literally he always today. talks about his wife in it, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. There was you a know, TV show a it ran for like a year. I, I only found out about this to- it's really weird that you mentioned Colombo, but I found out about this today, which freaked me out a little bit. But yeah, there's a Mrs. Columbo I think it was Mrs. Columbo Souls Mysteries or some, something oh, something like that. <laughs> One of the things <laughs> I like about Columbo oh, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things I
0: like about Columbo is... one of the things, uh, My mum told me when I was young that the difference between English crime stories and dramas and American crime stories and dramas is very simple. In the American ones, you always see who did it at the beginning, Right. And then the whole story becomes about how they're going to get caught. Whereas in a British one, you don't know who's done it. And it becomes, at the end, there's five possibilities. And how is he going to figure out the right one through okay. a massive leap of intuition? Okay. Um, so, and, and that does, I mean, certainly for the ones of the 70s and 80s, that was the case. And with uh, Columbo, it always comes down to, not, you know he's going to catch the whoever it is. But it's what little weird unrelated thing that he give away that gonna Columbo's going to trip him up with and it's always that just one more question right and it's just brilliant and then and, and what's also really interesting about it is they don't have any resolution he will catch the guy credits yeah done.
2: <laughs> you know and it'll no, be... no car chase or anything trying no, kind to of no, get away no, just like no, it, no,
0: no sort of resolution at the end no moral well this week we learned or anything yeah. it's just like you know solved done it's so, true that end okay well with that i think it's time for some big ups i'd like to big up all the liberated regulars who sent us gave us feedback um based on the last couple of episodes that's agatha gomez matthew searle nathan dodge thanks for the emails thanks for thanks for the feedback uh we love negative criticism and positive criticism um so yeah thank you very much guys
1: did someone just write in and be like, you suck? <laughs> uh, well, well,
0: I'll be Thank specific. Thank you for that negative
1: criticism. Oh, we will specific. take that on board. Uh,
0: one, of our, one of our listeners thought that we are not opinionated and intense enough Well, oh, good thing I'm on Ooh. the show now. That's right. They do. I bring all the to opinionated the they <laughs> want. They actually said, where's that that
1: Opinionated kiwi cow. Yeah. That,
0: you know? Well, I'm here, guys. Um, yeah. Okay. So we we have responded. Um, another said, and this was based on the uh, cinema chat. This was based on the same things. How the hell can I like the cinema at Westfield Stratford City? It's full of chats. <laughs> now, I maintain, it depends what kind of films you go to see. Ooh, okay. Damn. So mm, <laughs> yes. Nate said all positive stuff. We love you, Nate. We always have. You know that. Keep listening.
2: Right. Um, so, uh, do you have any big ups? Uh, I'd like to big up my big brother, who is currently laid up at home with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, poor, poor boy. Um, so, yeah, get well soon, bra, and, uh, yeah, big up to you.
1: I got nothing. I'm just an appended kiwi cow. Okay. Uh, I never <laughs> sees anything nice about anybody. All
2: right. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm going to bring it, too.
2: Okay, fair enough.
0: Big up yourselves. All right. What was the last book you read, Bernice?
1: The last book I read... Mm-hmm. Was. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I'll get back to well, you. Well, I
1: mean, I'm reading three books currently. Ah, okay. To, if long. you'd like to know oh, what yeah, those are do, that'll
0: do, that'll do. Uh
1: I'm reading an autobiography, no, not an autobiography, a biography of Leonard Cohen called I'm Your Man. Uh, I'm reading Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for about the six millionth time.
0: With my attorney. <laughs>
1: And I'm reading uh, Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere for the second time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: TJ, what was the last book you read? Ooh. <laughs> um, gosh, it's been that long. I literally cannot remember. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I've drawn a complete blank. I haven't read, read, a, read a book in a long... A book I haven't read in a long time. Comics. Okay, we'll if get we'll back on, with, we'll you know, get to comics.
1: Missed Her by Ivan Coyote, I think, was the last book I finished.
0: The book I'm currently reading is The Algebraist, the Algebraist by uh, Ian M. Banks, which I'm struggling with a bit because I always struggle with Ian M. Banks. They, they're they not page-turners.
2: They're good while you're reading, but you can put them down and just leave them down for quite a while. So. Ah, I just want to look what my last book was. Wait, uh-huh. um, It was uh, one of the books in the Deathstalker series by Simon R. Green. That was on the oh, last books I okay. read. Right. Okay, how long ago was that? Oh, probably about over six months ago now, I think. Okay, so yeah. what is it that is stopping you from reading regularly? Were you never a big reader? I was, but my reading generally happened when I was commuting to work, actually. Um when I'm at home, I'm generally either doing something or, um, when I say doing something, i.e. Uh, I um, might be on the computer or I might be cooking or whatever or binge watching, or, play- binge watching <laughs> or playing on the PlayStation. So, yeah, it's kind of sitting at, down at home and reading. That's something that And if I try and do it while I'm in bed, I get about two lines in and then goodnight. Right. So.
1: Okay. In fairness, I'm exactly the same. And <laughs> all of my reading now happens on the tube. And, and that well, we can discuss that later, yeah. I, I imagine, yeah. in the show, what impact that has had on my mm.
0: so you, you read less yeah you read less no I, I read the same oh no you read the same you just read at different times or different ways
1: I read in different I read in different ways different media medium Right. Okay. my medium has changed
0: so I read I definitely read less I used to be I used to read a book a week roughly a novel a week maybe or a novel every two weeks it, on average, because I'd read, I'd like binge read three novels back to back, and then I'd get all muddled up about which story was which. So I've, I've actually got a policy that I'll never read the same genre back to back because then I get really confused. So it'll be like, uh, I'll do read, read a, like a contemporary thr- thriller, followed by sci fi, followed by fantasy humor, followed by, you know, a love story or something. But then I need to take a break because I just can't hold all the stories together. Um, but it, oh, it averages then to one every two weeks, so maybe 25 novels in a year. Which is, but not even close to that now. I'm probably down to four novels a year now. Okay. Now, I think the reason for that for me is because now my reading seems to be restricted to public transport. Mm-hmm. And because of my current working situation, my public transport journey is A, shorter, and B, Uh, Uncomfortable enough that it that reading isn't um, well. I'm I'm hanging on by you know by by a finger to a you know to something. (laughs) Something I'm crunched up 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 by people exactly. (laughs) So what's replaced my journey has been replaced now by podcasts and things like that. So that's an issue. What about yourself, TJ? What is it? That's
2: um, well, my journey to work now. I cycle to work now. So, uh, it, in fact, before it was, it was quite nice because my journey used to be a bus ride, forty-five minutes. Yeah, so which is perfect. perfect. Perfect time. Window seat. Yeah, window seat. Um, you know, it was it's, um, a really nice environment to read. You know, catch up on stuff. And uh, whereas now I cycle, which is great because I love cycling, but. I don't get to read as much anymore, and then... Well, you could, it's not very really safe. I could, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm that good, I could probably pull it off. But, um,
0: no. Um, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it, it's funny, because I'm um, having a conversation with someone the other day, that I kind of miss not being able to read anymore. I could make time to do it, but, I don't know, just there's so many other distractions, it's, yeah, I don't really get time to do it. And what about you, Bernice, your commute to work? I know you read on the commute to work.
1: I read on the commute to work, although like you, uh, podcasts and reading have to share that time. Right. So I do go through phases. Sometimes I'll read exclusively for weeks and then I'll go through a podcast phase. Um, like you, DJ, I don't, really read at home anymore. I mm. I used to a lot, you know. Same thing, yeah. And I don't know what it is. Maybe...
0: Well, well yeah, what is that? Is that because uh, other things at home have taking your time, like the proliferation or the massive access we have to TV shows, computer games, and everything else? Or is it just as, as we get older, our time available... I mean, because we've all said the same thing, you know, you try and read in bed and you're asleep within yeah. two lines. That's definitely the case for me. Yeah.
1: I just don't. Um, I think for me, it's not about the other things available to me, it's about the time as an adult that I have. You know, when I was a teenager, I'd finish school at three o'clock, I've done my homework by four, and I've got what's that like five hours with nothing Mm -hmm. to do except 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 wait for my mum to put dinner (laughs) on the table (laughs) and you know whereas now you know I get home at six o'clock and and I have to do a lot of washing and I I cook dinner half the time
0: it's funny that isn't it though when you're a teenager all you've got five hours all you've got to do you the only payment you have is probably is is a chore like the washing up yeah. yeah, putting the rubbish out and it that's felt like the hardest rough. thing like, in the world. Oh, God, <laughs> i to watch out. And now, as an adult, you're like, God, I wish it was. I was, was it
1: but in fairness, actually, on top of that, you know, we had a, a family computer. I didn't have my own computer till I was 18 and I left home, so that wasn't as available. We had one television. I didn't have my own television, so mm. those those things had to be shared. Whereas now in the house, I more or less have access to my own television. Mm. Um, I've got my own computer you know, I've got my phone, you know, all of those distractions are there.
2: I think, yeah, it's the same, you know, it's... I think, as well, like you said, it's being inundated with so many different forms of media as well. You know, there's a million TV shows that I want to watch, films always available, um, sports, you know, millions of channels on the TV. There's always something else that's there available to distract you. And sometimes, I think, as well, you know, reading takes a a certain level of concentration I and mean, when you've been at work all day and you oh, kind of want to come home and switch off so I don't know maybe that's got a well, small that, part in it as well
0: because I noticed the other day if I do get a stretch of time to start reading after about five minutes I stop reading and I start wondering about other stuff and I, and it's not that I don't want to carry on reading but I get distracted really easy it's very very hard for me to bury myself there was a time where I could read for two hours straight mm. no you know uh, just bring my head up to breathe, and then it then gets straight. but i can't i absolutely can can 't do that anymore, even if I have the time so on a long plane flight, I always bring a book on board with me yeah. hardly ever read it i'm normally got my t v in the headrest you know or or something like that
1: when I was a teenager, I read so much um i I could read for an entire day i 'm not kidding, I would just read and read and read, and I remember um one day, my mum actually came in and said, "No, that that's it, enough." But it was probably the wow. school holidays. I'd probably been reading twelve hours a day for five days straight some or something. Sunshine, yeah. yeah, she kicked me out of the house. What she didn't realise is I put the book down my pants before I left, um, and I just went to the park and read there for an Let me hour.
0: Show outside. Wow! And you the, go outside and play football. Yeah, and then wow. I came
1: home and. and and she if, was allowed to read uh,
2: again. If only parents had that problem now, yeah. Yeah. They'd, be, they'd, they'd be happy. I, don't, but, I, don't, I think, I, I, you know, I, I love, I actually miss, one of the things I miss as well is I'll be reading on the bus, get off the bus, and I'd be so into a book, I'll be walking home with the book in my hand. I, <laughs> I remember uh, uh, as when I was probably 18, 19,
0: first started work, I can remember reading the David Eddings uh, series oh, the, the Belgariad. Belgariad. Mm. And I got to that point in the Belgariad where it's so addictive, it's such a page-turner, that I can remember deliberately staying on the train, <laughs> wow. while going to the end of the line, which was Victoria line, and coming back and being late for work by about... I don't know half an hour, forty-five minutes, so I could get, so I could just find out <laughs> there.
1: I loved that series. I loved it in the, the Malorian that yeah. came out of it. I never it's finished the so Malorian good. actually
0: because I, I got about three books in and it was almost the same as Bulgaria and I just I know I I lost pace with it. But yeah, that that gripping that I don't know if I maybe it's the books I read now. If if I read those again, maybe I'd, I'd be gripped by them again. So here's a question: Is this the future? Do we represent? The future for books because i want i see a lot of kids reading books i don't think it's fair to say that kids are not interested in reading anymore i, I my observation with the
2: various friends of mine who have children um they don't seem to have any trouble picking up books yeah I think, reading I, them. I think i think it's still quite quite a healthy hobby for kids i mean even with the distractions of games consoles and um you know all you know like I say, means the TV channels. I Evil think it's still people in the computer games. I know, business. disgusting. It is um, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's um, but yeah, I think I think it's still quite healthy. You know, things like Harry Potter. You know, mm. as, as much as some people deride it, some people think it's excellent. But you know that things like that. Who, has, and, what, 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 who derides it? Well, there are some people. Fundamentalist like like, Christians. Uh, do they? Do yeah, it?
1: they think it's uh, witchcraft burn the witch yeah they think it's like <laughs> it's uh it promotes satanism and
2: uh oh, i didn't know about that but yeah, I, mean, I, know, I know there are some cetera, people out there who, who don't rate um jk rowling as a writer and all that kind of stuff but uh, you know that by the by that's that kind of thing has got kids reading and you know it's you know i think i think there's still a healthy market out there for you know kids to still pick up books and go to book signings and all that kind of stuff, from what I've seen anyway. See, I wonder though, and so let's move on a bit, will technology
0: change that? So how, the last book you read, What? how did you read it? Was it a real book?
2: I read it old school, yeah. Old school oh. was a paper, uh, paperback. Paperback. Yeah. And same here, Bernice?
1: No. Ah. Do, you, do you want the full story? Yes, we want the full oh. story, come on. Um, I love books. I love them. Like actual holding your hands pages books I love everything about them I love them when they're new I love buying them second hand I love when you've got one which you got new but but you've read it quite a few times and it's like yeah I, I, I just I love it even though they take up so much space as you Dennis will know because half of the shelves in this room are dedicated to my books yes. stacked in <laughs> three three deep um but, and I really resisted, you know, Kindles came in and, and digital readers and I was like, no, 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 why would I want to do that? You know, oh, like how can you, stay true. yeah, like how can you enjoy your beautiful collection of books? How can I gaze lovingly at them when they're on a little piece of like plastic? It's just, it's soulless, it's horrible. Uh, but the thing that changed that for me, and it's funny because this is what you mentioned just before, Dennis, is that I would be reading my book on the tube and after about two stops, there were too many people. I I could not get my book in <laughs> front of my face to read it. But do you know what I can get in front of my face when I'm crammed on the tube with half of London? Your
0: phone.
1: My phone. Right. Isn't uh, that disgusting? Yeah. My iPhone. Right. So now I I read most of my books on my iPhone. Um, and I'm not proud of it. And, <laughs> um, it. and I still stand by my statement, which is it is sad. I buy these books and I it, never see them it, like is the experience
0: mm. any different to, to you though because for me the, the issue with digital readers is and it's going to sound really stupid is not knowing how much I've got left to go I like I like okay, that okay, bit that, where, you, where that. you look at the side of a book and you can see what part of, it's like with yeah. vinyl let's talk about music you yeah. know as a DJ TJ you, yeah. you put vinyl on and you can see where in the track yeah. it's yeah, on yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, can, you can even see uh-huh. you can you see you know, the, ch- the changes, the changes in, 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 yeah. in, 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 in riff and whatever so, and that's what I
2: miss about books. But that's, that's a bit of a silly argument, isn't it? It's not, you know, but... The thing I that's, miss- that's a nostalgic thing though, I guess. I think it, it? is, yeah. yeah. And that's understandable because, I mean, you know, I think... So I, I have, a, I, I, have I, a
0: confession to make. I also am one of those people who's like, I love books. I love the way they feel. I love the way they taste. I love the way they smell. Oh, books. Will we just Walk leave? Yeah, It's getting awkward. It's getting awkward. He's
1: about I to put that recorder in his
0: mouth. I'm just to my last book, so I uh, yeah, you don't know, don't read the algebra stuff. So. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: the so pages stuck together. It's in not us. even mine.
0: Sorry, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you're I'd burn that if I was yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Uh, <laughs> so the thing is, right? Um, I sat uh, about two years ago. I was working at a company, and I sat next to a guy who had just got a uh, Kindle, and he was one of, He was a bit of a Kindle evangelist, right? And I, I, said, okay, right. Sell that thing to me. Make you know, make me buy one. What is so good about it? And he said, easy. I can. I'm gonna sell it to you the way someone sold it to me. And he, I said, go on. He said. See that pile of textbooks you're carrying? I've got five times that number in here. And I had these books about programming <laughs> yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And seriously, they're stacked They're like phone directory references. And it had just never occurred to me to look at a Kindle or a similar device as a tool for reference books. I know that is so obvious, but I wonder how many people have never made that leap, Mm. Uh, you know, and if you're someone who needs reference books, like, you know, programmer, it doesn't matter, cookbooks, whatever, it's amazing. You can have every single cookbook you've ever owned in one of these devices. So, and because most of them support PDF transfer, it it goes quite a lot further than that. So that was when like, it was like, ah, because I was literally lugging all these books around. So, Coincidentally, I acquired an iPad, okay. um, and now I've transferred pretty much absolutely all of my textbooks to the iPad. Mm-hmm. And one one of the things that's just changed my novel reading is the fact that I can read textbooks on the way to work, and I'm studying, you know, various things about programming and visual mm-hmm. effects, and you know, which would have been just really really hard before because the books are so stupidly big <laughs> that it's like you know you just can't carry them. Plus, and this is a side effect, which has. Uh, Come to the fore with fiction, but you'll get what I mean in a minute, is no one can tell what you're reading. Yeah. (laughs) So, now, there's been talk about this is why Fifty Shades of Grey sold so well, because there's lots of people who wouldn't normally read a book like that. Right? I have a story for oh, about that. I sense a that. confession coming <laughs> on. <Uh-oh. laughs> no, not for me.
2: No, no, no. no. <laughs> Tell but, the truth.
0: But the same is true of <laughs> textbooks. I had a job a couple of years back where I hadn't lied about my, my skill level or anything like that. But I realized once I started the job that I didn't know as much as was required for the job. And I needed to have, like, the dummy's guide to this oh, okay. and how to that. So and I was getting quite embarrassed about... You don't want that on your I, desk. No, no, you certainly don't want a dummy's guide to something <laughs> you've been employed to do on your desk. But saved by the iPad. What do you mean, and, uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can just... With diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but then it goes beyond that because you can bookmark stuff and you can find stuff. And then, of course... And we'll come to this in a bit. Then we get to comics, which is a revelation. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so. I, I have say. a funny
1: story about that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but probably just before Kindles and things really hit the market, um, for that very reason, they released Harry Potter, but with like a sort of understated, more mature covers. Um, and yes. Sort of, um, oh, yes, yeah. yeah they the yeah, the were black. Yeah, they were black, very svelte. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that adults, because Good they least. suddenly discovered yeah. that adults <laughs> are reading these and they didn't want to be reading children's books on the tube or, or what have you. And um, I was a huge Harry Potter fan and I had no problem reading them with the children. I was only about in my early 20s. I didn't care less. But because I was a huge fan, I quite liked the idea of getting hold of copies with hmm. these these adult covers. So here's me. I just did not think this through. I walk into the local bookstore in Christchurch, march up to the counter and go, Hi! do you guys have the um, special adults versions of Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> and the woman Ooh. behind the counter just looked at me and I kind of blinked at her. And then I must have had this look of dawning realisation on my face and she was just like, no. And I was like, huh.
2: Okay. You don't sell that material here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah.
2: So TJ, you showed off... I have to say, you didn't show off, but you've got... I did it so I could remember exactly what I've got on <laughs> You've got an iPad. Yes. Ear. Yes. If that's how you say it, I have ear pronunciation problems. Is it the new yeah. one? Yes. Oh. Oh. Um, so, my girlfriend has a um, Kindle, which she got quite a while ago. Um, she's a huge book reader. And... Um, and, yeah, similar to you with the iPad situation. She was very much traditional, you know, preferred paperbacks and that kind of stuff. And, um, but since she's had her Kindle, her readings actually increased. Right. Um, just, I think, just because the the convenience of having access to all those books yeah. um, easily, being able to carry it around, it's, you know fits into a handbag or whatever, and it's just a it's just convenience and it's actually made her read a whole lot more. Well, I was um, going to say,
1: that's the other thing, isn't it? Sometimes you've got your bags full of other things. You don't want to put a, you know, great big paperback yeah, in there. And exactly. so, you know, you leave it at home that day. And then maybe you leave it at home <clears> the <throat> next day. And yeah. then you just I lose interest. It. And, yeah.
0: it, and it is. I mean, I'm, I'm just showing the, the books thing on my iPod on my iPad. But each one of these books you can see here is a programming guide. And each one of them is about 800 pages. They're about an inch and a half thick. Mm. And can you imagine walking around? You just wouldn't, would you? You'd I'd have to have, have a did trolley, you, yeah. did,
1: you,
2: did you get that through the um at the store.
0: Uh, oh well that's that's uh, interesting. Let's talk about that for a bit. I one of the benefits here is you can put PDFs on there. And I the first two or three of these I actually bought the books. And then most recently I've just been buying the digital book version. But instead of buying it through the iBookstore or through the Kindle bookstore, I just went straight to the publisher and they sell you all versions. So they sell you the PDF the iBook, the Kindle oh, okay. book—you pay once. It's like, you you get all versions for whatever reader you've got, okay. which is quite. Now that could just is that be cheaper. A ro- or it, uh,
2: I don't
0: know if it's, I don't know if it's cheaper than the actual. Actually, I didn't look. The convenience factor is just too great. Doesn't matter to me. Um, and you get updates if they update the book. So oh, that's pretty pretty cool. That, that, that's quite useful. Uh, comics. Hey. Do you use your iPad for comic reading? Yes, you do. Okay. Japanese?
1: No, although I don't, I don't have an iPad, and you really couldn't read a comic very well on an iPhone, so
0: mm. that's
1: not. Uh, well, no. I mean, not for me. Yeah. Okay. So, no.
2: what was the? When was the last time you read a real comic, DJ? Uh, ah, that was actually quite recently. That was a couple of weeks ago. What was it? And it was Dan Uh What the Run one by one? Um, Garth Ennis? Yes. 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 Okay. yes.
0: Right. Really That's, good. It is really good. Really, really, really good. Really is, really is, is it Garth or or or? It's it is Garth yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. What's was the last comic you read?
1: X Men, unsurprisingly, last week.
0: Um, One of the
1: 50 million comics lying around the house.
0: There are million, literally millions of comics lying around this house. Actually, I I, I, um, I'm right. currently reading Maze World, which is an old 2000 AD that warrior war thing. It's yeah. an old British comic that was uh, It's very weird. Um, I'm reading the graphic. Um, of it.
2: Cool. Uh, so, what was the last digital comic you read? Um, one of the X Men ones, I think. Uh, I think probably Uncanny X Men. This was quite. This was quite a while ago, though, because like other iPads stopped working. But yes. Okay, and what were you just showing us now? Was that X Force? Uh, that was. Um, I think that was. Looks like Cable and X Force. It X-Force. was Cable and the X Force. I think. Yes. Denise knows her X-Men, know after all. all.
0: So what was the last, um, what was the last comic you read? Oh, we, Digitally. Last, no, you don't, you don't read it. I don't, I've
1: never, either. I've never read a digital now, comic Now your boyfriend knows, doesn't he? I think he did when he first got his, iP- like you, he won his iPad, right. and, and I think, unlike you, he kind of lost interest in it, he really. Did, yeah, like, he's he did,
0: he was on the podcast a little while back, and he said that his iPad was unloved. Yeah, he does So, which is a shame, yet he won't give it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... So, okay. I mean, I, I, I kind of stopped reading comics on the iPad. I've been going through phases. Mm. The last thing I read was Saga, the first two or three of Saga. Yeah. And the reason I stopped was because Shane has The Trade.
2: Right. And at the yeah. end
0: of the day, I'd like to read The Trade. Yeah. Now, the only comic uh, series that I've read in, you know, in a big amount on the iPad is Freak Angels um, by Warren Ellis and Paul Darfield, Who we interviewed on this show way back when um, and they that was published online every Friday every Friday 12 o'clock six pages they wanted to sort of recreate the old English style weekly six page okay. thing and I read it all online um, and then because we're Liberation Frequency and we do reviews and stuff we got a whole bunch of them the graphic novels sent to us by Titan for review, and I'd already read it, so I did the review of that. Also available on the website. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I realised when I was reading the graphic novel, the actual book, that I hadn't really been looking at the pictures. Okay. Not the way you would when you know it's hard to describe, but I think because I was looking at it on screen, and it you know I I was reading it quickly, I was consuming it really fast, panel to panel, and not the slow method that you have it, when you have it was in your hands... Was this
2: one on the iPad you were talking no, about? No, this was actually on a computer screen at oh, the time. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I think a couple of them I read on my mum's iPad at okay. the time. Um, but I just didn't consume it the same way, but I didn't realise that until I went back to read the actual paperback, trade paperback, that I was, I don't know, maybe it the way I was holding it, or looking at it, the resolution, I don't know. But I saw lots of stuff that I'd completely missed. I was, uh, I was consuming, I was absorbing it in a different way. Mm. Um, and I and I felt the same with Saga. But what I do find useful about the iPad is because now I, I still buy a handful of Marvel comics uh, when they come out. Mm. Um, I was reading Ultimates, Fantastic Four, stuff like that. And these days, Marvel give you a digital code with each comic, so that if you bought the paper comic, you yeah, get the digits. digital one for free, mm-hmm. which is which good. is great. It's how it should be. Um, and what I find useful is, you know, sometimes you want to read back or you don't re- w- remember what's happening. If you've got them all on your iPad, you, just, you can yeah, just do it. Really quick, yeah. it. I know it's a bit lazy, but to actually get out of bed and go over to the comic box <laughs> and find them, <laughs> and, and um, you, do you know what I mean, that's yeah. a bit of a struggle. Um, so, yeah, that's that's mm. very, that's why I fell in love with that mm. for, for that. But uh, but it's, I still enjoy reading them more.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, especially with the way. Um, the comicsology app works, um, where you can go from panel to panel. I find Do you that like that? I, I like that, actually. I mean, and you've got the option. You can ha- You can look at it full page, or you can look at panel to panel. I te- generally tend to look at it panel Do to panel, think- panel, because then that allows me to absorb... The pictures and the words all in one chunk each time I think my problem with that is it's very clever yeah
0: but i don't my problem with that is that comics aren't written at the moment to be read that way hmm. when you get to a double page spread like a double splash page which is meant to be that then it doesn't work because you're you have to look at the whole double page no, on, it does effectively do that, uh, yeah I know but but then you're looking at it much more than it was intended, okay, yeah. right, intended yeah. to be viewed yeah. And that's where it sort of breaks down. Mm. And there's some stuff, if you think of, for instance, Watchmen, Mm. the way the the grid in Watchmen is very, very specific. Mm. It's a a 3 by 3 grid or some uh, breakdown of that and the colours are done that way and everything. And you kind of need to look at the whole page Mm. to get the second level yeah, of true. design that's going on there, and the use of white space, etc., yeah, yeah, going yeah. panel to panel and something like that, you're still getting the story, yeah. but you're missing that extra element. Yeah, and that's I, I, but I wonder if in the future comics will be written with that in mind.
2: Possibly, because yeah. if you knew they're still being written in the traditional way, I guess. So, yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, so if, if you're a, an independent uh, comics creator and you pretty sure that your stuff's never ever going to be published on paper Mm. and but it is going to be online Mm. which is one of the benefits of this then why why shouldn't you do that why not write something that actually capitalizes on the on the Mm. on the device that it's going to be read on so although I've not seen any examples of that yet so I wanted to talk a little bit about price do you feel that the price of comics digitally, or books for that matter, reflects what, what you actually possess?
1: Well, what's interesting to me when you say that is what you actually possess. Because one of the biggest problems I've had is I have the Kindle app. So when I buy books digitally, I buy them from Amazon and they download my phone. I don't know where those files are. And I've looked for them on my computer and I've searched Google, and other people have had the same problem. As far as I can tell, and I mean, I know, as you know, Dennis, I'm not the most computer-savvy person in the world, but as far as I can tell, and it's not just me, no one can find those files. Nice. Um, in actual fact, this is another thing that bothers me, which is I kind of don't 100% feel like I have ownership of, of them. I feel like I'm paying sometimes not a lot at all um and sometimes quite a lot.
0: So give us a, give us some pricing examples because I'm not actually because I never actually buy fiction that way.
1: Well, uh, so the Star Trek novels, for example, are usually one or two pounds cheaper if you buy the Kindle edition. Um but that Ivan Coyote book I mentioned was the better part of ten pounds, I think, for the Kindle edition. And um the funny thing is is that the books that I really regret buying in Kindle, like I really struggle with the decision whether to buy them in Kindle version or or in a physical copy, uh, they're not the trashy sci-fi novels that I that I consume a lot of. No offence to sci-fi novels, but um, but they're the nice or the classics, you know, the ones that you want to put on your bookshelf, that you want people to come over for dinner parties and look at your bookshelf and go, oh, you've read Hemingway, and you go, yes, I do, I enjoy <laughs> Hemingway. You know, that's never going to happen if they're on your iPhone, is it? Like... Um,
0: Maybe there's a market for fake bookshelf items. Well, there probably is anyway. Yeah, there that's is. That's we're talking about. Yeah. Um,
1: but does, I think the Kindle editions are often slightly cheaper. And, of course, I don't know if you were going to bring this up later, Dennis. Um, but the other major advantage that you have, and this is in this day and age of uh, very short attention spans, is that a Kindle edition you can have immediately. You can mm. decide, oh, I want to read this book, and you can be reading it in one minute
0: so I would counter that with, yes, that is, that is uh, an advantage. But I, I go into bookshops three or four times a week for a simple reason is I use them as meeting places. There's a particular, the Waterstones on Oxford Street in the plaza is a great place for me to meet people for lunch mm. because if they're late, you just browse. So I probably meet two or three people there a week for lunch. So I'm constantly in and out of the bookshop and stuff. No. And it's really hard for me to be in there without buying something. Mm. Right? You know I see stuff and I want to buy it. But I don't get that when I'm on Amazon. I don't browse Amazon that way. I don't browse any online bookshop that way. And I I think the only reason, the thing that stops me buying books when I'm in the Waterstones or wherever is because I know I don't have time to read them or I'm a bit broke and I know they're cheaper online. So what I do is I make notes about books I want to read and then invariably I will buy them online because they're just cheaper. And as much as I want to support the book industry, they're so much cheaper what what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, every now and again I make an impulse buy. <coughs> That's one of
1: my greatest greatest guilts. Where you I do use, use yeah. bookshops to browse,
0: and, and then go and buy online cheaper. Every thing. now and again I will buy because they'll have sales. They'll offer two, um, you know, three for the price of two, something like that. And then I might go for it if there's three books right there and then that I really want. Screw it, I'll just buy it. But very often I'll just note them down and then when I want to read them, I did this just this weekend. I bought two novels um, and I'd had them on my reading list for a while and I just went to Amazon. But I didn't browse while I was on Amazon.
2: I didn't I see if there was anything else by the same authors. Yeah, but I if I was in a bookshop, I would have done that. That's the thing with like, the digital, <coughs> digital stores is that you go there to get a specific item and then, and then you leave and that's it. Like, like you say, the romance of going to a bookstore is you go, you know, some undiscovered stuff things you haven't seen before and you just wander around and, and it's just that just being and, and of course
0: comics is exactly the same yeah it's exactly yeah, the same going
2: to a comic book shop is I I, totally go, to,
0: I go to I go to Orbital once a week roughly and I generally come out with something I wasn't planning to buy mm. and it's you know I've got a a stack of comics that is getting bigger rather than smaller in terms of the red pile because I've, I've just really got to stop buying comics. <laughs> I just can't help buying them. So I've, I'm glad i sort of turned that off with books. No, I'm, I'm um,
1: exactly the same. When I buy books on Amazon, I will go there for a specific novel and I will purchase it and that's it. Absolutely. Very, very occasionally Amazon can get me with the, you know how they yeah. suggest things yeah. based on you other things.
2: This, so you might want to buy that. Yeah,
1: But like, H- hardly ever
2: so mm. then i wonder
0: now they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover but one of the things that the books appeals about the bookshop is the is the book covers mm-hmm. i i yes. i'd be a complete liar if i said i was not attracted to books by the way they look yeah of course i was in uh, waterstones on wednesday or tuesday and i noticed a proliferation of books with the same style of cover as game of thrones which is clearly the publishing companies yeah. trying to cash in <laughs> on the success, and I also notice the number of new books which have a recommendation quote by George R. R. Martin, but they so, did the
1: same thing with Twilight. remember when Twilight was massive, and then all of a sudden there were all these were sort of similar. yeah romances yeah. aimed even um. Of course, you know uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. You know the, yes, the covers yeah. where it's like a mostly dark cover with yeah. like one item and like a bright color or yeah, yeah. or you know a contrasting color.
0: But in so in in the
2: world of digital reading, the covers irrelevant, isn't it? Well, I, it goes back to what you just said. I think when you go to look for something digitally, it's okay. I'm looking for this. You do a search in the search bar. Click on it and you buy it. You don't tend to mm. scroll through the page of, you know, latest books. or Well, maybe some people do, but. I mean, I think. But if you're not were,
1: being sold. You're not, be, like, yeah. Th- you're not, and, you're not you browsing. See, yeah,
2: you can see the cover, but the first thing you do is you click on it and then you look at the well, I, page, the reviews or you look at the. Would the, it be more structures? appealing?
0: I mean, if you take a look at Netflix or, or, or the iTunes store and you look at the way they sell films, videos, and music, yeah. they've definitely moved to, uh, or, or games, a thing where the cover of the game the artwork of the game or the film or the book will it's take really up the whole brilliant. screen they're showing them bigger and bigger and bigger which yeah. you know so you're more likely to linger on that on that yeah. visual so is nice cover art going to go away or does it become more important
2: now it, it could be something that the, um, book retailers <coughs> sorry digital book retailers um, start to pick up on because like you say i think you know places like netflix and that do it so well and giving you these big, bright, you know, advertising boards for, you know, whatever they're trying to sell you. So maybe that is something that they're going to start picking up in the future, I don't
1: know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I fall so completely into the category of I, I just – I go only go to Amazon to buy a mm. book when I've already decided I want it. So the cover is irrelevant. And then I never look at it. Exactly. Because yeah. unlike a paperback which sits on your bedside table <laughs> or and then it's on your bookshelf when you can enjoy the way it looks, when it's on my phone – I might see the cover once when I open it <laughs> and then I read it and then I, that, and then I never look at it again. Yeah. And even if I do see the cover, it's, you know, it's, it's on my screen, you know, one <laughs> centimetre <laughs> high. That's like, I mean, though. exactly. Yeah. Like, who cares, right? <clears throat> exactly. Whereas when you buy a paperback, that's going to sit on your table yeah. and around your house. And then ultimately it's going to live on your shelf. And, mm.
0: and of course, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about no one knowing what you're reading. Niche Publishing. Uh, is something that is. Um, there are different names for it. So people who have become successful online writing stories for very, 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 very specific market. It's where Fifty Shades of Grey comes from. Stuff like you know, Elven kitten porn. I don't know. Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> Do I
1: told you not to mention my problem with Sorry. Elven kitten porn. You know,
0: or I've almost completely stopped reading <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, superhero market traders, or something like that. You know, you know I mean? There'll be some, you think of it, someone's writing short stories, three or four pages long, okay. you know, maybe a bit longer, novellas, or you know, just short stories, and selling them via Amazon, self published, for a very small amount of money, and actually making, well, as I understand, maybe actually making money from it, because in a world where two billion people are online, you know, you don't need a very Even big if percentage. If you get 1% of yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you're still going
2: yeah, to yeah. you know?
1: And if a lot of these, these, these books or novellas or, or stories, they're under a pound, so people are very happy to take a risk on it, you know, yeah. if they're looking for something specific. You know, if you really want your android sci-fi romance, you'll spend that 75p. And okay, maybe it's crap, and you never buy anything by that author again, but you're happy to gamble on that 75p. Yeah. And like you say, if enough people are happy to gamble on that,
0: yeah. Yeah. And the, if you're, the price is a significant factor, that, uh, and that's it? how you end up with Fifty Shades of Grey. What's the story behind uh, behind that? What was it she was writing? It was
1: fanfic on.
0: Tw- it was Twilight fan fiction okay. that uh, became very successful, and she. Mutated it into something else because I have read Fifty Shades of Grey, but I don't believe there's any vampires in it.
1: No, I, I haven't read it either. I understand it's well, I don't kind of me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. and, oh, you want to weigh yeah, in that, on this one? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, no. I, I
1: understand it's it's um like bondage and discipline. A
2: Racy
0: novel, yeah. Some <laughs>
1: variety. I...
0: I'm sure one of our listeners has read it. Please write in and summarize in a, in a paragraph, please. Do you have you tried reading any of this sort of like limited narrow focus fiction? I mean, I've never. I've been thinking about it for a while, but I've never actually looked for any because I don't know of any that I'm particularly looking for. Do you know what I mean? I have not. Is this something that's easy to to find? Well, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Okay. I've heard you know. I've heard people talking about it. It's been discussed online. Other podcasts okay. I listen to. Also, from the point of view of making money, I've heard stories of people making quite a bit of money okay. because they're they're doing. You know, robots, space porn. romance, porn. pornography, or you know, or not necessarily. It's not yeah. necessarily porn, yeah. <laughs> although very often I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just curious. I
1: think there's a lot of erotica out there of various strange combinations. Right.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to, really want to talk about on this subject, um, and this is real. I'm going to aim this at you. So you cycle. Yeah. Right, TJ. Yes audiobooks oh ah, yes. okay, we're probably one of the only only I'm going to hazard to say popular podcasts
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: out there that are not sponsored by audible.com audible.com if you're listening we'll be having money right? but we're not and you know it seems like nearly every other podcast is sponsored by audible.com or Squarespace even though our site is based on Squarespace Squarespace are you listening uh, <laughs> That's our desperate Shall There's a lot
1: that? of ads in this podcast. <laughs> 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 well
0: that wasn't an ad, that was a bit of a beg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just a grovel.
2: Smooth. Good. Um, Lord. No, Have no, some that's not respect. fair, that's not
0: fair on Squarespace. We actually do get a discount from Squarespace because we do um they do sort of semi sponsor our site. Um,
2: you know, so we get a discount.
0: Cool. Um But audiobooks, do you listen to audiobooks?
2: Uh yeah, and this is gonna sound really rubbish my what when you asked me what my last audiobook was, but go ahead. What, what was, was your, your last, last audio book? Audiobook? Yeah, it was Deathstalker, <laughs> funnily enough. Uh, Deathstalker. yeah, Yes. This so was, the last book you was, read was actually was a, the yeah. audio book. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, controversial. The last book, I, no, the last book I read was Deathstalker, which I, but the last audio book I listened to, which is a long, long time ago, was Deathstalker again. So why did you... And I, so you decided to go... I read it again after listening to it. I'd re, So I'd read it... Well, oh, that's interesting. I'd read it, listened to it, and then I read it again. You must really like that I story. Really like it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: having, don't worry, I do that too. I'm a having and
2: listen to it, how different is that? Um, it's, okay, so, with the stalker books, um, they I don't know if you, have you read them? Or no, you know I'm not of read them. them? I, know,
0: I know what they look like based yeah. on their covers. Yeah,
2: and they do have some really cool covers coming. So yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, listen to the books. I, I suppose it largely depends on who is doing the narration. Um, my girlfriend's listening to two different versions of the Harry Potter, um, are, are they Stephen Fry? One, yeah, one Stephen Fry and the other one is, uh, Jim, is it Jim? Davison? Mm. <laughs> 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 I'd love to hear him do Harry Potter. Um, um Jim something, right. but, um, and it's two very different experiences for my girlfriend anyway. She obviously much prefers Stephen Fry because he's a legend. So yeah, in terms of Deathstalker, um, really love the audio books. Uh, the guy who does the narration, I'm not sure who it is. Um, but bizarrely, that it's not just purely narration. They also have sound effects and that mm. as well. And obviously, because it's a space opera, what do you want to call it? You have you know the sound effects of like lasers shooting at certain times mm. and weird noises it's going in the background. And it's quite, a, it's it's. For the type of book it is, it kind of makes sense for them to do that as well. Um, and it kind of makes it a bit more interesting more interesting. Do you in do books,
1: I've only ever listened to one audiobook. I'm gonna. Can you gonna guess what it is? Is it? You'll it read, never guess. Was it read by Lennon? You'll, you'll never guess. No. That's oh, trick. Okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't
0: <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I don't know. I can't guess. On.
1: Thucydides' Peloponnesian War.
0: Wow. <laughs> 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 In it Syrian aramaic no, course,
1: yeah. it wasn't in the uh, the original Greek, um, but it was n- no offense but Thucydides' Peloponnesian war is can be quite dry um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from a, from a classics major uh but i yeah, I was listening to it last year when i when I was sunbathing all the time you know and uh but it was it was it wasn't audible it, it wasn't done by i think i've forgotten what they're called, but I think there's a some you can download, and they're basically read by volunteers. So, okay. whoever the guy was who was reading this couldn't actually really struggled with some of the Greek phrases, oh and the way that Thucydides put uh, writes. There's a lot of like, um, "Dennis, son of blah blah, son of blah blah," who was you know, and this guy is like clawing his way through these <laughs> Greek names, and I'm just like, ah. Oh! <laughs> please stop, you're hurting my ears. Um, but then you can't feel too bad because whoever this poor bastard is, he's volunteered to yeah, read right, Thucydides' right. Peloponnesian War. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you yeah. know.
0: The only audiobook I've ever made it all the way through is World War Z. Uh, and I think because the format in which the book was originally written lends itself to that. It's in the first person. It's kind of like a diary. It's a collection of, of personal... You know, journals, experiences of what happens during the World War Z.
2: Was that all different actors that played? Yes, different... each okay. voice is different. So was that's why it works really well. And really it's really the same well. for desktop as well. And the, the guy who is the
0: person writing the book from story to story, which is meant to be Max Brooks, is Max, Brooks, Max Brooks. I believe Brooks okay. So, and that worked really well. But generally speaking, audiobooks, it feels like somebody's reading to me, hmm. and I feel a bit childish. Like yeah, a I stupid. struggle
1: with it
0: too. Um, I love audio drama. As someone who is, we're working working on an audio I'm drama here at Regeneration Free <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh which is why Dan's not here because he should be at home rehearsing. Um, you know, audio drama. Love audio drama. It's great. In fact, I, to a certain degree, I prefer. I, I just really, really love audio drama. It's that's
2: taken over a little bit of my reading as well. Okay, so audio drama. When you say audio drama, or audio plays, or yes, yeah, plays. Okay, acted so, out with
0: sound effects. Not and then he said and did this blah blah. Not read.
2: Okay, so right. So is Deathstalker stalker a, an yeah. audio drama or is it? Right. A book? Okay, so that's. I think it kind of flips back and Which forth. Which is between why I found it
0: strange when you were talking about sound effects and maybe the different voices. Yes, stuff, because it, it, it had
2: different voice actors. It had sound effects. It had. So is it? Like- a narrator with little bits staged. Yes. So it's kind of a bit so of both, actually, which, uh, which for me works really oh, well. Maybe, it was maybe, really enjoyable. I
0: should give that a try. Yeah. Maybe, because you said you cycle to work now. Yes. So would you consider listening to audio books while you cycle? Or is it, is no. it just, too, just too dangerous? It's
2: too, well, not that, that it's too dangerous, but I need certain types of audio in my ears when I'm cycling. Rammstein. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Something just to get me hyped, just so I can uh, I right. can run pedestrians over. So. Okay, <laughs> fair enough.
1: I think just sorry, I just wanted to add in that one of the reasons why I looked up Thucydides' Peloponnesian War as an audiobook is because the way it's written is so like formulaic in many ways that I was actually looking for someone who could read it. You know, sometimes if like it's like Shakespeare, right? If you read Shakespeare just off the page, you can be like, "I don't know what's going on, like what this but means." If
2: you hear someone yeah. saying it, it,
1: but if you see you Anthony Hopkins bit, yeah, or, or also Patrick Stewart like right. acting Shakespeare, suddenly it comes to life, and yes, you're like, yes, oh, yes, yes, yeah, I yeah. never would have
0: especially fully appreciated
1: what that sentence or what that phrase what meant, that and meant, now yeah. I do because yeah, of the, the way that, behind, yeah, some of those and the because they part. obviously understand it. And so, yeah. what I was looking for in the audio book was for someone to read Thucydides to me in a way that would bring the story that he's telling to life but so that's why it was unfortunate that the person reading it bless them was not able to do that mm. um
0: okay. so uh yeah um what else? so let me end with well let, let's end with this right so back in the early days of the internet um and still now but back in the early days of the internet where things were kind of different and there was a the gutenberg project uh, where was an attempt to digitise the world's libraries before we got into the whole digital rights and stuff, and it's still there. And you can get a lot of the classics just in text form. You know, And by classics, I mean anything that's out of copyright as a yeah. classic. right? Um, but it was also an, is- an initiative at some point to have them turned into audiobooks. Now, this is kind of a bit pre-where we are now with audiobooks. Mm. And so there are certain classics, and I'm guessing stuff like... Uh, uh, Homer's is it Homer's Odyssey, something like that. You can get that machine read. Now have you ever yeah. heard of machine oh, red? So this is basically this is basically. That might actually something even be read. worse than Thucydides sort of, read like, by it's that guy. Like Imagine planet. an very early version of something like Siri. No. Uh, an early version, right? So And then be, he
2: said to her that, that kind so of thing, So if yeah.
0: you want a bit of fun, go online. Find some book I mean a lot of a lot of And
1: Sherlock- thus did stride forth onto the big <laughs>
2: <laughs> A lot of so stuff like
0: Sherlock Holmes or, or Shakespeare stuff
2: or Charles Dickens, that kind of stuff. A a Christmas carol machine read, something so like that. So are you suggesting that I go online to find that just to completely ruin the story for me by listening to it when it's machine read? Death Stalker. Try <laughs> Your
0: challenge is to is to consume that in every way possible, including machine read versions.
2: I couldn't do it. No, it oh, it for no. me. Oh, no.
0: The future books gonna hang around forever.
2: How you know? Um, I don't know. I th- I think there's gonna be a place for physical versions of books for. For as long as our life, as long as our lifetime, anyway, um, I can't see them disappearing completely because there's always going to be that part of us that's you know still wants to hang on to that kind of nostalgic feel of a book in your hand. But after that, I think you know I think the digital side of it's going to take over just for sheer convenience and the way kids and you know generations coming after us are going to consume everything, whether it's you know books, via, um, audio, all the rest of it. So.
1: I kind of agree. Um, I could envision a time when physical books become not a luxury necessarily, but a novelty. Mm. And, you know, you'd only buy your very favorite books in that format, probably after you've owned them in a digital format. Because, you know, the other thing is, is that if if global population growth continues the way it does, we all know that houses are getting smaller. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm. there's only so much room for shelves and shelves and shelves full of books, as opposed to something like an iPad.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm inclined to agree, certainly from the text book, uh, from the sort of reference book point of view. Uh, but I just want to say, kind of what we thought was going to happen to vinyl... And even though your typical household doesn't play vinyl, vinyl never really ever went Is has gone away yet. It might still go away. CDs haven't really gone away, although they might still go away. So maybe that's what's going to happen with books. Um, I do think we have yet to see, but the, the technology curve hasn't ended. Last week at work, somebody had one of these new, I can't remember what it's called right now, uh, uh, online readers, which which projects words at you.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um and you can read up to three or four hundred words per minute this way it 's like much faster than regular reading, so basically, the words just appear as you read them. so if you imagine like you see one word at a time and they and it just Word disappears, next one appears. Word disappears, next one appears. You can read incredibly fast this way.
1: I've never understood oh. the appeal of wanting to read faster because yeah. reading for me is a leisure pursuit. So, uh, well, well,
0: and also, I, I think, think process. Certain, I
2: think I I process parts of it in your, well, in your mind. With,
0: uh, maybe I'll see if I can to... put a link to this with the with the show notes, yeah. um, so you can look for it yourself. But it's quite interesting. That the idea is, is you can read as fast as you can talk. It's interesting. It's, I don't know. Is that, our, is that our direction? I mean, when anything new like that comes along, our initial reaction is always, well, why would well, we, we want do to that. do that? Yeah. But if you imagine having a a, a a wearable device like a watch and you only have to look at one word at a time and being stuck on the tube and reading like that.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Do
0: you,
1: do you see one i I, mean? like like I, yeah. uh, I get it from a technological standpoint, but, I mean, people wanting to read faster is nothing new. Like, yeah. there's been systems out there... For, for reading faster for a long speed, time and I've yeah. just never really understood that I guess from studying maybe like yeah. a studying mm. perspective well, my go- yeah my girlfriend
2: but... reads really really fast like if we're both reading something on the same page she'll blaze through it and I'll still be like hang on. <laughs> one minute I'll yeah um, Shane's yeah. like that and She, I think she does because uh, it's like you say from uh, days when she was at uni and she used to speed read because she did English literature so mm. she had to do a shed load of reading and I think she reads things in chunks rather than right. reading through lines whereas I'm like and, uh... They... <laughs> yeah, I, hey, look, there's yeah. nothing
1: wrong with that. I like to take my time too. Right. And then so. re,
2: re- re-read the line over again. Did that really just happen? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm like that. Anyway, so, uh,
0: that's the end of that, I think. Nice. That's, uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, okay. Next podcast coming up, listeners, because we finished our series on the future, is going to be another survival guide. We haven't done that for a while. And anyone listening, if you go to the website... Um, we're going to have a new survey and this is how to survive the eternal night of vampires <laughs> under the fang. <laughs> We're going to have a bunch of questions like we did with the zombie apocalypse and the rise of the machines and the alien invasion. And we'd like your feedback. And if there's anything you want to send us, anything you want to talk about with regards to surviving a world controlled by vampires, so again, on that, I love we vampires. are listening and that will be on the next podcast. So um, go visit the site now www.liberationfrequency.co.uk. And um, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, Bernice, where can we hear you online if people didn't already know?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, if you want to interact with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at BerniceWatson1. Or if you want to find out about the X-Men, you can find that on the Geek Syndicate Network. The podcast is called um, Children of the Atom.
0: Okay. I've never told anybody of this listeners, but I'm actually Bernice Watson. That's why she's the Bernice Watson one. So if you want to talk to me, you can do at Bernice Watson.
1: No, it's because when I first signed up for Twitter, I really didn't understand the whole idea of a Twitter handle. So I just mashed mashed my name in and it went, that's been used. And I mean, all right, then, one.
0: Wouldn't it be great if you, like, yeah. if early on you sort of had a little bit of... You know, instead of trying to grab commonly used words, you just grabbed the names of all the people you knew.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just to be a bastard. And then sold them back to them. Yeah. At 100 quid each.
0: So, uh, TJ, can people... how people interact with you if they want to curse uh, your name or... They listen can, to your mixes. Uh,
2: listeners can hear my sounds on SoundCloud. Uh, my user ID is TJ76. And you can also find me on Twitter. Um... I am on at T33J okay and you can find me at Hairy Tech you can
0: also listen to the Ground Level Podcast and of course you can just keep listening to this and all the other things I said at the beginning and it's just long and I'm not going to do it again um, <laughs> podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk we'll be back in a month's time with the Vampire Survival Guide thank you very much TJ and Bernice for joining us here thanks for having us thank you, thank you. always welcome always welcome bye bye bye, bye.
1: We won't go into that story again. Um,
0: Sunbathing naked in the garden. According to our neighbours.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Topless. There's Mm. a difference. Anyway. um... Not to
0: men it isn't.
2: (laughs) Expelleranus. Oh. 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 I don't know if I should be concerned that whether you just came up with that or whether you actually heard that somewhere else. (laughs) Either way it's really really wrong.